0: You ready to get diggity down? Yeah, I'm excited since I just watched both of these today. Hello and welcome to ChickFlix, I'm Mackenzie Chapman. And I'm Bridget Hovell, and we love movies. Horror movies are the only genre of film where women appear and speak as often as men. If you think that is both very cool and very terrible, we agree and are here to talk about it. On today's episode, we are talking about movies about sisters. Sisters are used to spooky effect very often in scary movies
1: think of the twins in the shining this is probably because there's nothing scarier than two women in cahoots
0: or contention with one another first up we're talking about ra ra is written direct and ra is written and... <laughs> sorry good luck with this name <laughs> i know it's fine i listened to a different podcast about it today and so i like have an idea okay okay ra is written and directed by julia du The 2016 French film is about a young cannibal's first semester at veterinary school. When we are first introduced to Justine, she is a lifelong vegetarian following in the footsteps of her parents and older sister, Alexia, who also attended vet school. Alexia is a second year at the school and seems to know much more than Justine about school sex, partying, and their big family secret. When Justine is forced to eat rabbit kidney as a part of her class's ritualistic hazing, she begins to crave a different kind of meat. So. What was your take on Raw, Bridget?
1: I love Raw. I watched, remember the first time I watched it this past fall, I was like, dang, this movie reminds me so much of my first semester at college, except I didn't party at all and I wasn't a cannibal. (laughs) And other than that, (laughs) very similar. I did fall in love with a gay boy. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, this is so familiar. I love the movie. I love, I had, it had been hyped a lot to be like very, very gross. Mm -hmm. And there were all these stories about people like fainting and vomiting when it came out and it was first um, screened. So I was like prepped for that going in. Mm -hmm. And there were definitely times when I was just like, cannot engage with what is on the screen, but the sound Mm
0: -hmm. was just
1: as worse. Mm -hmm.
0: Just as bad. What about you? I really love, this movie i wasn't like grossed out as much as i thought i like i thought i wouldn't be able to watch like i thought i would have to look away but i didn't really have to um i guess because i was so it like the gross factor was so hyped up i expected a lot worse Mm -hmm. so maybe that but it is definitely really unsettling and like unexpected and i think it being set in a vet school is a big part of that I think mm-hmm. that was a good place to set a horror film.
1: Definitely a very good place to set a horror movie, and it brought into um, it brought it like introduced all of these like weird sort of themes about uh, bodies mm-hmm. and animals and people. Um, and I loved that occasionally there would be kind of like a dreamy cutaway to a dog, like a dead dog or mm-hmm. the horse running is a really beautiful one in the film. Yeah. Um, and they kind of, and it was also just such a, wherever they shot it, so spooky and so like mm-hmm. wonderful.
0: Yeah. It looked um, like abandoned, Like it looked like abandoned buildings, but mm-hmm. the school was like in these abandoned buildings. It was yeah. very creepy.
1: A shot I really loved is when um, the incoming freshman class is first getting hazed and they're being forced to go to this party and they're all crawling.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, insane. and it's, like, disorienting
1: to look at at first because you're like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And there, you just, like, see, like, their white, like, skin moving mm-hmm. in the darkness.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, really a beautifully shot movie. It's so gorgeous. Another shot that I really liked that it kind of... It was kind of, like, one of the, like, traditional horror shots, I felt like. Um, mm-hmm. But she was in the hospital and she was looking at that old man and she smiled at him. And then, like... The lights went weird, and he like took out his dentures, yeah. and it was like yeah. super creepy. I re- I really liked that though. It was like funny and creepy. It's yeah. yeah,
1: it's an interesting movie because I feel like a lot of it the the way the shots are set up, the music, and the overall mood indicated is a horror movie. When it it's like difficult almost to say it is. It's not mm-hmm. scary. Like there's um you know there's no real like setup where it's scary um it's like tense and disgusting at times Mm -hmm. but it's really just like this coming of age story um Mm -hmm. that happens to be all of those things at once well I feel
0: like the parts that are horrifying aren't the parts that are supposed like aren't the traditional horror parts like I just said like the thing in the old, the thing with the old man, that's, like, a traditional, mm-hmm. like, that seemed more like a. it would appear in, like, a traditional horror movie. Yeah. But the things that are actually horrifying, like, the, any of the death scenes or any of the, like, gore or anything like mm-hmm. that, that just happens in, like, in, like, a dorm room in, like, a party or something. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. on a highway. It's just not, I don't know, it's not, like, in a haunted house or anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm. The cannibalism to me was also interesting because I can think of so many movies, uh, like contemporary films about zombies mm-hmm. and zombieism, which mm-hmm. is also people eating other people. Mm-hmm. But it's so much different when it's um, uh, like a, a, semi, a, a person who hasn't been like altered in any way, mm-hmm. other than
0: that they yeah. suddenly want to. They have eat. like control of their. Actions Mm -hmm. and brain and stuff, you would think. It's just they have this urge that they can't really control. Yeah. It's like they still have a conscience.
1: uh Uh-huh. And the way this movie sets it up, too, is that... So the protagonist, Justine, is... um, You know, she's at school. She's away from home for the first time. She's going through all these other changes. And it kind of triggers in her, when she eats the rabbit kidney, um, this, like bloodlust that seems almost like a sexual awakening Mm -hmm. um and i love i thought that actress was amazing me too this is probably a broad generalization but i feel like european movies like get what like women look like you Mm -hmm. know like they're she was she's obviously very beautiful but she's also like shrimpy and you know uh, I feel like if this movie had been made in America, she would be like Chloe Grace Moritz or something, mm-hmm. and you'd be like, oh, God. Like, yeah. You know, or just a little more conventionally like polished. polished. She has like kind of gross skin at times, and she really does like look terrible at points throughout the movie, yeah, which is fitting because sure. she's going through some terrible shit. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the two sisters in this movie?
0: I loved them. I thought... I think I, I don't, I don't know how you read their, like, relationship, but I kind of read it as they are competitive, but they always really loved each other. And I think, I think everything that, Alexia kind of almost tricked her sister into becoming a cannibal. That's true. Because she's the one who sort of forced her to eat the rabbit kidney, which is what triggered Mm -hmm. her to have these urges to eat Mm -hmm. raw food, raw meat especially humans. Yeah. Um, And I think that on one hand, it could be, you could see it as just Alexia being catty and and just, but I think she just needed, I think she was just like afraid and alone and she was kind of desperate to have a companion with her, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, at the end of the movie, it's revealed that the mother of, justine and alex also had this problem i guess and it's revealed that she had been taking chunks out of their dad when they were younger and uh so the family grew up uh, vegetarian so it's obviously something the mother has been suppressing for a while and i think that's very interesting too much like ginger snaps it's kind of like a thing passed from woman to woman you know it's mm-hmm. like um like hereditary um mm-hmm. their their need for this mm-hmm. I, I really like the two sisters together a lot too I think it's, it's so rewarding to see, um, female relationships on screen that are very messy and not neat and conflicting Mm -hmm. and they're like total dicks to each other, but there's a lot of love there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That being said, I would not be able to, uh, withstand any sort of hazing. Oh, no. At all. No fucking as way. As soon as someone made me do anything like that, I'd be like, goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> as I soon as they came into my room like that. So in the yes. beginning, okay, the hazing in this movie is so intense. It's like abuse. Yes. It's crazy. They come, uh, they break like a mob of upperclassmen in black ski masks, break into the freshmen's dorms, and uh-huh. everyone's sleeping. They're like in their underwear, they drag them out violently into the hallway. They throw out their mattresses and all of their stuff out the window. They, like, force them to go to this, like, uh, like horrible-looking party. I mean, maybe it's up some people's alleys, but not mine. And not they, like, mine. have to crawl on their hands and knees to get to the party. As soon as someone was in my room, I would fucking yeah, bounce. I'd be like, I would be like, Mom! Peace. I'm yeah yeah I'm at
1: <laughs> a, a different school where they don't make me do this shit yeah um yeah I just I just I I can't and I'm not even like in a brave way where I'm like I can't be a sheep it's just that I, I if anyone was remotely mean to me I would cry
0: yeah so, oh yep I, same It's just and plus like able to do it it is like abuse like
1: oh, like 100%. you're in like
0: physical danger <laughs> you yeah. know it's like yeah bye
1: it it's terrible
0: well, I think so it's interesting that both this Raw and Ginger Snaps were deeply rooted in body horror. I think That's true. like you can have horror movies that aren't not not ne- that don't necessarily have much body horror, but both of these really did have a lot and I think so much mm-hmm. of body horror is inspired by things that happen to women, like like birth <laughs> that's true you know like like so not it doesn't even have to be like a movie about women if there's body horror in it it likely ties back in some way to yeah birth like
1: <laughs> alien kind of yeah.
0: exactly like alien or like existens is another one uh mm-hmm. like like cronenberg stuff like a lot of that oh, is like reminiscent of like give it, like birth <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, the truly terrible things that happened. Yeah,
0: (laughs) so I think it's nice to see, like, women kind of, I don't know, like, to women be in that role with the body horror, because... And it's also
1: so different to see it happen to a body that has not been sexualized very much. Mm -hmm. I think um, both movies, raw more so, Mm -hmm. uh does not sexualize either of the female lead's bodies at mm-hmm. all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and we see Justine, like, without a lot of clothes on, but mm-hmm. she is totally not shot in a sexualized way. Mm-hmm. And her body is, at many times, out like, just outright disgusting. She's covered yeah. in hives. She's sweaty. She's dirty. Um, and that reminds me of this quote from... How do you pronounce this, this woman's name? Du Cornell? Du Yeah. Sure. I took, uh, two years of French <laughs> in college. Um, Duke was, uh, interviewed at Jezebel and she was asked about, um, feminism in the film. And this is a quote from her. She said, I've been working around bodies since forever. And I do believe that through bodies we can aim at universality and we can aim at equality. In the end, we all have bodies that are suffering bodies that are desiring bodies that are aimed at orgasms and that can puke and pee. That was very important to me, inside of this reflection and this work of mine, to make it a female body. I do believe that nowadays on our screens, it is hard to fully relate to a female body, to her experience as a character. By relate, I mean everyone. For example, when you watch The Revenant, whether you like the movie or not, everyone can relate to the bodily experience Leonardo DiCaprio's character goes through. No one questions themselves, oh, well, he's a guy, so probably women won't relate to it. I think that the other way is not true. Unfortunately, it's true that the female body is often very sexualized to please men or glamorized to please women. And there's no truth in that. I think that Anna Biller said something like almost identical to this about Elaine, that she was struggling or she was creating a female character is difficult because women implement the male gaze as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, it's true. Like it's so hard to make men relate to a female protagonist. Mm -hmm. Um, and you would think it would be even harder in a movie like this when so much is about, like, very visceral things happening to the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but...
0: When you boil really it like... down to stuff like peeing, which she does, it's yeah. like everyone does that, you know? Yeah,
1: it's it's true. Like, all bodies really aren't that different from each other, you know? Yeah. Um, we all have, like, the same parts just arranged in different ways. Mm-hmm. And... Um, But but like the social experiences of characters, too, uh, you know, it should be easier for men to relate to a female protagonist. Um, And it reminds me in this context of how uh, the final girl's concept um, is basically that the final girl is a masculinized female character so that men will root for her rather than for her, her male antagonist. I watched this movie for the second time in a room full of boys, uh, with all of my boyfriend's friends. And when we got to the scene where, uh, Alex is waxing, uh, Justine's pussy, uh, and she can't rip the wax up the second time. They were like about to faint the guys in the room. Like they were just on the edges of their seat, like groaning. And I was too, but I was, and you know, you think like, Oh, that's like the one like we all do that yeah <laughs> you know Where <laughs> you think it's like very feminized but it's like we all have hair on our body mm-hmm. you know like it's
0: everyone can imagine how that feels that's probably why um, they were like grimacing because they've never had to do it they've never thought about doing it to themselves but they have the hair like they everyone can knows imagine like to have hair ripped up yeah yeah they can like imagine they've never had to think about it before and now they're forced to think about it and I think it yeah. makes them uncomfortable
1: And that scene, another connection I wanted to make to *The Love Witch* is um, how both of these female directors included a scene where women are tending to their their hair, uh, kind of like it's like looking behind the glamour curtain at like what women actually are like. You know, like Elaine wears a wig; she doesn't have that beautiful like uh, lustrous hair by herself. Mm -hmm. And these girls are like when they spend time together they're trying to, like, wax their pussies, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's uh, the maintenance that goes into being, like, beautiful and, like, femme-presenting, um, it's, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, that mm-hmm. only, I think, it's a very, like, specific thing for someone to put into a movie
0: and I guess if you wanted to, like, I don't know how we, I, I think that Adrian is sexualized in yes, this definitely. movie. He's, he, he's, he's
1: sexualized and he's, he's, cause he's like a prey. Like the scene where he's mm-hmm. playing soccer and mm-hmm. Justine is watching him is so deeply uncomfortable and mm-hmm. it is, yeah, like 100% sexualizing his body. Mm-hmm. But would that like, be you would,
0: you, like the female gaze or would it be still the male gaze? Is the male gaze just a blanket term for objectifying people? I think maybe so. I, just,
1: I, I think maybe so too, but I also just feel like aesthetic wise, there just isn't a female gaze yet. Like, we don't even have, like, the lexicon to kind of That's talk what about
0: I it. think, too. Yeah. Like, like because I know Jill
1: Soloway of Transparent is, like, very interested in trying to understand, like, how do we put the female gaze on film? hmm But there's just a dearth of examples.
0: Because you remember when we watched uh, that movie and film, I think in the film class that you were in? I forget mm-hmm. what it was called, but it was German, about the... It was, like, the gay director, but it was about the... It was, like, Ali, fear eats the soul. Yes, 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 Do you yes, remember yes, 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 yes. Of course, Like, presented. that... <laughs> oh, really? oh, yeah, couscous. Couscous, <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 <Duh.
0: laughs> I think, like, it's, like, in that movie, the man is definitely more sexualized than the woman because the woman is, like, this... Old woman, old. and I don't think they try and sexualize her that much, right? Yeah. I'm, and it's, sorry, it's also, this is so long. Ago. It remind me if I'm thinking of this movie
1: correctly, but it's like a black
0: man, right? Yeah. So that's probably like another element, too. And he, and well, the director is gay, too. So it's, of course, like he's mm-hmm. a male. If he wants to objectify someone, it's still going to be the male gaze, even if he applies it to a male. Mm hmm. That's know. true. I agree, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to think <laughs> about, like, what the female gaze would look like. It's just, I can't even imagine it, honestly. Yeah, it's like-
1: that was something interesting I noticed watching Call Me By Your Name, which mm-hmm. shot by uh, shot and directed by a gay man mm-hmm. and about gay men. Um, all of, like, the detail and attention paid to, like, traditionally non-sexualized body parts in the movie, like a lot of shots of ankles or, mm-hmm. like, the slimness of their calves. And... When I watched that movie, it felt, like, so closely about, like, the beauty of male bodies um, in, like, a really enjoyable way. It was like a love letter to men and, Mm -hmm. like, to how masculine people look,
0: I guess. Yeah, Yeah. well, I think there aren't that many, I mean, men's bodies aren't treated lovingly in film ever, really, you know? So it was nice to see that because... That's true. Uh, What are you talking about? What about the shot of Chris Evans'
1: butt in Avengers 1 while he's (laughs) boxing?
0: true
1: (laughs) do you know what I'm talking about yeah actually all right uh
0: what do you think was the biggest uh gross out in raw I think the thing that I felt like the most like was when she Mm. was itching herself and she had first broken out in all those hives and she was just scratching herself like Probably until she bled. I don't think they showed that, but it just looked so painful. Yeah. And the sound of the scratching, I just couldn't...
1: Yeah, it was so loud. It was mixed so loud. Yeah. My biggest gross out was the hair. That was yeah. the only thing I really couldn't, like, watch or fuck
0: with at all. Yeah. That really grossed me out. I think girl. a lot of people say that that's the, like, they, that that part actually made him gag. Which makes sense, because she's gagging, yeah. and that triggers people's gag reflex
1: yeah it's funny too that the other gore and blood and stuff or like when they initiate the car accident mm-hmm. i'm so used to seeing blood on screen like that you know or like mm-hmm. bodies mangled like that that mm-hmm. that wasn't as scary as um other stuff
0: yeah i movie. think so too for sure like when she was eating the finger i was like all right oh fuck
1: yeah the finger yeah, it was like i was rough
0: i honestly the parts that were grosser to me were like the like like the animal stuff <laughs> you know yeah.
1: yeah definitely oh the scene where alex is trying to is trying to film her fuck a dead
0: body that was really wild. i know so that why did they have so access sad. to dead
1: bodies at vet school I exactly
0: it doesn't make sense
1: they're like a, it doesn't seem like a reputable institution
0: no not at all because it's like a hospital it's i think yeah. they're like that, that, that was sad? so fucked up though but at the same time it's like i feel like alex was i feel like Alex. Resented. Oh, I think Alex first was mad that she ate her finger, and they had to kill Quickie, her dog. Oh, so, so sad. So, what happens during the bikini wax scene is Alex accidentally her finger gets cut off, and she passes out. And while they're waiting for the paramedics to arrive, Justine eats the uh. finger. Um, but they have to. They blame it on their dog Quickie, and then Quickie gets put down. And it's really alex's dog quickie and i think she's mad about that i think she's also resentful that justine has been able to like live so long i don't know i don't know maybe not that but but
1: it is it is complicated and they do kind of like have a power struggle over the boy uh Mm Justine's roommate oh my gosh it one of my biggest pet peeves is seeing animals where they shouldn't be like I'm always stressed out when someone brings a kitten into a public place but the dog in the party scene I was I like know. no I get know. that dog out of there I
0: know I was like that dog is really stressed so much wow
1: <laughs> he can't handle the music
0: yeah um so
1: what did you think of the ending of the movie when it's revealed that it's kind of uh, Alex is in jail for killing uh, Justine's roommate, and it's revealed that the mother was also a cannibal in her youth.
0: I liked, I guess if we're starting from when Alex is revealed to have killed Adrian, I think, mm. I mean, I liked it. I liked the ending. I liked, mm-hmm. I liked when Justine kind of, like, passed judgment almost on Alex yeah. for... for like crossing a line kind of yeah for crossing the line and killing someone that she really cared about yeah but that scene is fucked why did he fight back i I mean not to well she she stabbed him oh she stabbed him with the steeple, and i think i think he just like bled out and i think yeah but i think it like in that moment you see justine it's like rage and also that she could kill alex if she wanted to yeah. But in that moment, she also forgives her. Yeah, because it's like the an perf- affliction they're both struggling with. Yeah, exactly. And their performance, I think, uh, do you know the actress's name? For which one? For Justine. Uh, Garance Marouillet. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I think that she was, like, so good at that moment. And then she kind of washes Ale- Alex's kind of... yeah like in shock still from what she's done and she like washes all the blood off justine washes all the blood off her and I think that was like a really kind of like touching sisterly moment I mean I don't have a sister so but you I just can, you still know what it's like to have a touching moment <laughs> um, but I was just like she was like cleaning the blood off her like roughly but it was just still so like caring and yeah I really it really like struck me and then at the end too when they're in the prison and I mean Alex goes to prison
1: and Justine
0: is visiting her and she waves goodbye and then Alex knocks on the window for Justine to look back and she puts a middle finger up and also her hand which is where her finger was cut off and then Justine ate it as kind of like a fuck you for eating
1: my finger but
0: it was like an inside joke like That's how they treated it. And I thought that was really sweet. Because then Justine puts her cheek against the glass, which Alex had bitten the trunk out of her cheek. And she's, like, going to probably have facial scars for the rest of her life because of that. True. But she just presses her cheek against the glass and Alex kisses it. And I think think that was, like, a good end cap. Because although they, like, treated each other like shit this entire time, I feel like in the end they were able to kind of, like reconcile that at least that's what yeah I and
1: I think the re- end reveal with the mom too kind of makes it kind of like normalizes the entire film like women in our family we go to college we get crazy partying and sometimes we eat people you know <laughs> like it's uh it's like a it's like a rite of passage it's a natural thing having to do with the bodies you know or it's just something um that they all share as well
0: Yeah, Uh, And I
1: really liked the ending. I was was truly, like, shocked by it when I first saw it. Or just, like, very surprised when the dad unbuttoned his shirt and he was missing all these chunks of uh, flesh from his chest. It almost
0: seemed like it was still happening, I think. Some of them seemed pretty fresh to me, I think. And he did say that they had never found a solution. So it makes me feel like maybe it was still going on. I'm not sure. But it also made me feel like now just justine's immediately started crying when that was revealed and i think it almost made her feel even more hopeless and Mm. almost like i feel like she might be resentful toward her mother for not telling her daughters about this because i think they would have never eaten rabbit me if they had known that Mm -hmm. if they did they would turn into cannibals Mm -hmm. yeah who knows so
1: yeah you should probably like share that information you know like (laughs) diabetes runs in our family oh and don't eat meat because yeah
0: you <laughs> freak the fuck out all right what would you uh rate raw i would rate it an eight and a half out of 10 i really like it um i would totally agree
1: was so psyched to see this movie um enjoy it every time i watch uh and i can't wait to watch more of uh do, sarnao. now.
0: Do, Colonel. I'm such an <laughs>
1: ugly American. Um,
0: <laughs> I like this uh, even better the second time I watched it, too. So That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would also give it an 8 out of 10. I just think it's a great movie. Yeah. All right. Okay, so next we're talking about... Um, a movie with a lot of thematic elements in common. It's the 2000 movie Ginger Snaps, which makes you wonder why all of werewolf mythology isn't centered around teenage girls. Written by Karen Walton and directed by John Fawcett, Ginger Snaps follows two sisters, Ginger and Bridget, who share an interest in the morbid, sardonic senses of humor, a disdain for femininity, and a suicide pact. Ginger's long-overdue first period coincides with her being ravaged by a werewolf, whose terrible curse she quickly absorbs. Bridget watches as her beloved older sister grows hair all over her body and suffers through violent mood swings and a new interest in boys and bloodlust. Bridget is aided in her quest to save Ginger by a cute drug dealer named Sam. I love this movie. I think it's one of my
0: favorite horror movies ever. Me too. It's so good. It just
1: it just hits all the things I want. Me it's too. Like, yeah. It has like know. Halloween
0: decorations at some point. I'm like, fuck, yes. Buck. yes. It, it's
1: also like this perfect cusp of 90s and like the budding 2000s, yeah. that just, like, Buffy era, you know? <laughs> yes! Is perfect. It's perfect. so good. <laughs> and it really, like, when you watch it, it's like, what? Why hasn't there been, why wasn't, this, is, this movie came out in 2000, why wasn't there a werewolf movie about a teenage girl before this?
0: Yeah, I know. It, it makes was, sense. But, um,
1: it just makes so much sense. And the, like, you when you, when you put it that way, and the movie, teases this a lot and you know, like plays with this, like the tagline for the movie is, um, basically an allusion to like the the period being a curse. Uh, but it just, it just makes total sense that they would, that a a girl going through puberty and beginning her menstrual cycle would be compared to a werewolf who Mm -hmm. is tied to the moon as well.
0: Mm -hmm. And growing like hair, et cetera, having urges,
1: losing (laughs) control. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, And I love that this movie that Justine, I mean, whoops, wrong sister, Mm -hmm. that Ginger and Bridget are so, like, anti-anything that comes, any baggage that comes along with being a woman, Mm -hmm. like, to an extreme, where they are, like, very, like, angry and resistant about getting their
0: periods. um. Mm -hmm. I like that you said it that way. I hadn't thought of it like that. Like, I like that... I don't know, because so, sometimes they're like, that's the girl way to do it, right? Stuff like that. and I'm like, yeah, like, it, it's, like, making fun of it, but... Yeah, definitely. Oh, it,
1: it definitely is. And I think, like, the mom is a foil for them. Like, she's seen as being kind of, like, frivolous. A lot of other women in the movie are seen as kind of being, like, frivolous and vapid um, because of, like, their acceptance of, like, womanly things. Like, the school nurse is just shown to be, like, an idiot who's, like, prattling on about, like, changes in the body to, like, comical effect because Bridget and Ginger are sitting in her office, like, freaked out because Ginger's becoming a werewolf, but <laughs> there's there's a lot of that kind of juxtaposition of the two Fitzgerald sisters versus other women. Like, they're not like other girls.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I do think, at least by the end of the movie... Can, can we talk about the mom now? Is sure. That okay? I yeah. think, at least by the end of the movie, I think, I feel like the mom almost, like... Sorry. Sorry. I think the mom almost like redeems herself at, in terms of like like she is an awesome character. Like I love the mom so much. Do you? I love the mom too. Okay. And I think like
1: obviously she's there for comical effect, mm-hmm. but she's a great mom. Yeah, like, she's she 100- such a good my mom, mom 100% would also be like we're going to make this work. We're mm-hmm. going to figure this out. Yes, you've killed a girl, but like we're going to we're going to make this okay. Yeah. She c- cares so much about her daughters. Um I, I and mean, and I the kids are weird, was,
0: like, they're yeah, obsessed I, with death, I, and she heard the mom's just like, I told you not to do it in the house, but that's it, yeah, like,
1: like, oh, it's one of the girls' things, yeah. um, yeah, and I almost wish the mom was a little more looped in at the end, like, yeah, me the too, the mom, maybe it was, like, the mom and, um, Bridget against Ginger, mm-hmm. and she, like, helped out in a more meaningful mm-hmm. way, or, like, I don't know, I think, think that would have been, like, a, a nice tie-in, me too, of.
0: yeah, that would have been, like, just a perfect end cap.
1: Yeah, more mom stuff. I also love the drug dealer named Sam. Me That's too. Why I put
0: him in the. I just he he's so
1: cute. He's so early two thousands cute. Um, I love his little budding friendship kind of mm-hmm. with Bridget. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.I.P. Sam. Yeah. What a good guy. Just yeah. trying to help. Did not have to help. That yeah, much. I know. I kept thinking that. And he was it could, like, could have bounced at any
0: point. Yeah. been like you
1: crazy crazy girls are figuring this out by yourselves. Yeah, love him. Love and at the much. end
0: too, he was like, "I'll go out first." I was like, "He probably yeah. had a crush on Bridget at that point." Hell yeah, he did.
1: <laughs> um, I also thought that the guy, the evil boy, mm-hmm. the who like briefly kind of like dates Bridget—I mean Ginger—is um, also like. I, I I I wonder if he's been in other stuff because his face looks so familiar to me as like '90s douchebag.
0: Yeah. He looks like a Disney Channel character. Disney yes, Channel he does. Actor. A Disney
1: Channel villain. Um, I hated that guy. He's also very well. But I also yeah, feel very... bad
0: that Ginger raped him.
1: So. Yes, Ginger did rape him. That's something interesting in this movie that Ginger is several times like sexually aggressive towards people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in a way, the dynamic is like unmistakably that of rape. Mm-hmm. Um, she is also like very rapey towards Sam, mm-hmm. uh, who is very explicit, like saying like "Stop, Ginger! No, mm-hmm. get off me." And I think it's interesting that much like Raw, these female characters who are overcome with bloodlust and a desire to consume are coded as being very sexual, mm-hmm. um, in a way that I don't think a male werewolf would be. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't think a male werewolf is equated with like this sort of sexual urge yeah. as much too. I think of male male werewolves in pop culture and they're kind of like these very tragic figures Mm -hmm. who can't like control themselves or
0: for sure, you know, or solitary and and like they can't, if anything, they can't control their violence, not their sexuality.
1: Exactly. Or they're almost like they're, they're so animalistic that it's like understood that it's, you know, like not something that they are doing as like a cognizant, like human being. And it's, There's an interesting exchange Ginger and Bridget have when they by accident kind of kill this popular girl in class where Bridget asks Ginger, are you going to eat her? And Ginger says, no, that would be like fucking her. So we're like made to like connect sex with like the act of consumption Mm -hmm. um, and eating somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And it so I read this book. By Barbara Creed about the monstrous feminine. I very much so recommend it. If I have it down here, I will send it to you. And it's all about how female monsters are coded so differently than male monsters. And the basic gist of the book was like, all female monsters in pop culture are scary because men are worried about getting castrated. Like, <laughs> every monster is kind of like about men getting their dick chopped off. But that also, that like female monsters are also always about sex in that way, too, in the way that, uh, like, a male coated monster
0: isn't. Um, it's true. It's like they're, like, tricking... It's like the, they're scary because they're tricking you with sex somehow. Mm-hmm. It's like...
1: Yeah, exactly. Or, like, it's like, I can't help but be attracted to them, even though they may cut off my dick. Or, like, you yeah, know, like, mm-hmm. like, I just can't help it.
0: And um, Sam and was like guilty of that, thing. too. He knew yeah. she was a werewolf, but he was, like, kind of getting into it at first, but he was like, wait, no, this is fucked. And then he, like, pushes her off and is like, stop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Stupid boys.
1: <laughs> um, which brings me to this quote from a really great article about the fe- like great female werewolves in pop culture by Julia Oldham on RC.net. She writes that uh, the omission of female werewolves from pop culture does one thing very effectively. It prevents us, and men especially, from being confronted by hairy, ugly, and uncontrollable women. Shapeshifting women in fantasy stories tend to transform into animals that we consider feminine, such as cats or birds, which are pretty and dainty, and occasionally slick and wicked serpents. But because of the werewolf represents traits that are accepted as masculine, strength, large size, violence, and hirsutism, we tend to think of the werewolf as being naturally male. The female werewolf is disturbing because she entirely breaks the rules of femininity. She also writes that the character of Ginger is pretty revolutionarily, revolutionary if also can't be and grotesque because she's completely unsympathetic. Unsympathet- Through her werewolfism, her sexuality becomes aggressive and violent and she loses any human qualities she once had. Crucially, throughout much of the film... Ginger remains girlish and sexually alluring. The viewer doesn't see Ginger as werewolf until the final moments of the film, right before she is killed by her younger sister. Yet again, a woman is denied her physical wolfness. Which is true. Like, the in between transformation that Ginger has, she remains, like, very sexy mm-hmm. and sexualized. Like, she kind of looks. I, I love the design and the makeup, but she does look like a sexy girl on Halloween mm-hmm. for a large sum of the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess gross stuff also does happen, though. Yeah. But mostly, I feel like the trans. So Ginger does uh, transfer, the, like, the wolf curse <laughs> to, yeah. I don't know what I would call that, uh, to this boy that she has sex with. And his transformation is way grosser. Like, he breaks out and, like, sores all over his body and is peeing He, red. like,
1: menstruates from his like, dick?
0: His, yeah, well, yeah, he's, like, peeing blood. So his is way grosser than hers Mm -hmm. than hers she does grow a tail she grows hair out of her Mm -hmm. wounds i think Um, like maybe tying it back into the aspect of body horror like she does try to cut off her tail which is pretty gross um and just the design of the monster is also really gross but she also when she's shaving her legs are like completely like cut up and bloody and you're like whoa like at first i was like oh god is she gonna like shave off like her skin on accident
1: yeah but uh, but
0: I'm like wait no shaving just looks like this like sometimes there's blood (laughs) this is like a normal thing but I was like it took me
1: years to shave my legs like when you're like I started shaving my legs at like 13 or something just because I thought I should Mm -hmm. and I was always like cutting the fuck up out of my legs (laughs) yeah (sighs) yeah
0: and if she's doing it for the first time and has extra thick werewolf hair yeah shit's gonna gonna get bloody
1: nicking yourself
0: yeah, um, but like yeah. that's just what women go through. Body that's whores true. every day.
1: <laughs> and I—that's a very funny thing about the movie—is that that joke is played like so many times. Like, she's describing all these things, but that could just be puberty, mm-hmm. you know. And I—I I love like the the general like dark sense of humor in this movie. I love Bridget's character because she's like the less glamorous sister. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a very bad wig. <laughs> yeah, I also said Yeah. Like, a very, very bad wig. And When I started rewatching this yes, yesterday, I was like, is that a wig? And then I, like, went on Wikipedia, or, like, somewhere on IMDb, and they were like, yeah, she's wearing a fucking wig. i like, horrible. well, you can, you can tell. Yeah. It's bad. I wonder, like, what did her hair look like yeah. if she made her wear a wig? <laughs> I know. I don't get it.
0: Maybe it's too did short Did you know or she's something?
1: actually older than the actress who played Ginger? That's not that
0: surprising. Yeah. Cause I feel like that happens a lot. The of. way that Ginger Ginger seemed... Like Bridget seemed young, but like whenever Ginger talked, I think maybe because she was supposed to be older, I was just like, "You are a child."
1: Was <laughs> just like yes, the way she was, she was talking
0: and saying stuff. I was just like, "Wow." What did? So you like the monster design? I liked it. Did you like it?
1: Yeah, I loved it. I thought that the wolf at the end looked great. Mm-hmm. It's all like practical effects. Yeah, love puppetry. That. I guess
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, Ginger's transformation looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Like she. It, those look like totally red
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and yeah and then the final puppet was really good and mm-hmm. very scary it kind of reminded me of American Werewolf in London
0: I've never actually seen that you have to see it it is so good I will well, I will watch it it's on my lake we list we should watch it for this it's <laughs> it's a great it's a great movie and again
1: that he's a he's a male werewolf he's a American traveling through London <laughs> uh, or in England at the countryside at first and he is totally not sexualized at all. And his story is one of like total tragedy. And it's very sad. And um, it's like he's kind of his actions as the werewolf are totally divorced from his actions as a person. Like you kind of, it's like a Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde thing mm-hmm. for, almost where he's like, I, I lost complete control. Where I feel like because we see Ginger's transformation in stages where it's not like the moon hits and she becomes a werewolf, we're kind of like led to believe almost that she is like. A, like, a villain. Like, she is personally connected yeah. to... She has lost control, but she can't help herself, so yeah. she's bad.
0: Yeah, because she starts to express that she likes it. She actually compares it yeah. to have it, to touching herself, which I thought was a good touch. It's like, yeah, a boy has never given you an orgasm, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, there's that one scene where she kind of, like, comes on to uh, Bridget. Did you interpret it that way? Yeah. Like she's like, we're barely even related. Yep. And it's, like, in her face. I, and
0: I also think... She, I interpret it like that as like uh, like a sexy thing, but also she wanted to turn her. And I guess we could kind of relate mm-hmm. this back to. Like raw and oh, true or raw? Yeah, raw and Alex wanting to turn Justine. I think pretty much because she wanted. She you don't want to be alone. Is is the thing? Yeah, like, the, you want to share everything with your sister. Yeah, and it, well, with anyone, I think kind of when you're going through something like that, it's like you don't want to be the only one. I feel like that's the scariest part.
1: Hmm. And I think that, that's another thing. That's another reason why sisters um, are used a lot in horror movies. Um, it's because like this social connection made between women ha- is like very powerful and in a positive way could dismantle like oppressive structures, but it also could be like utilized in a, in uh like a, like a bad way, like a, mm-hmm. a, or it could be shown in a fearful way. Uh, like you would imagine a male view on it kind of, if that makes any sort of sense.
0: Well, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, you wish they could be there for each other without dragging down the other one. You know, you you yeah. wish like they could be supportive for each other without kind of like Fucking tearing each other down. Up. Yeah, which is why I almost like raw. I like the ending of raw, the way their sisterly relationship ends there, because I do feel mm-hmm. like some reconciliation. When in yeah. in uh, Ginger Snaps, it's just so heartbreaking that they, I mean, uh, Bridget kills Ginger. And I'm not yeah. sure, I, I wasn't entirely sure, clear what happened to Bridget. If she Did she use the vaccine at all on herself?
1: Cause she yes, was, I think she did. She
0: did? Okay. Because she was infected. Yeah, so I was wondering, like, I feel like at Maybe the end didn't... it was, like, kind of a choice between... Like, she had just stabbed Ginger, but it's, like, maybe she still could have used the vaccine on her. Yeah, she looked at it for a while. Yeah, or should she have, like, should she save it to use it for herself because Ginger's too far gone? And Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, at the end, you do realize that Ginger is dead because she's breathing so heavily and it's the, like, breath of the werewolf is just so, like, deep and, like, ragged. And then Mm -hmm. it finally stops and all you hear is, like, Bridget. Hyperventilating, pretty much. Yeah, and it's so it's much quieter, and that's that's what made me realize that Ginger had died was the sound of the breathing. But yeah, I
1: wondered almost if we were going to see like a cheesy like morph back into her human body, but <laughs> I'm glad they just kept it as. a wolf. Me too. Yeah, because that would be really. They hard, wouldn't I be able really. to do that. I'm. I
0: so I wish more low budget horror films use practical practical effects. Me still. too.
1: Because even when it could be like silly it's just so good to have something in the room for people to react off of Mm -hmm. i love a good practical effect me too yeah the american werewolf in london transformation scene is like super famous because they did all of it in like reverse and it's pretty good it the werewolves look very very similar in Mm. these two
0: movies i liked Um, it was weird she looked like wet almost it was weird it's like she had just been or hairless kind of yeah Yeah, or or hairless and she She was like an albino too
1: (laughs) yeah that was kind of awesome yeah Cause she's ginger <laughs> yeah I just I love this movie I love that it is um like in the very early 2000s way very sassy about like feminism kind of mm-hmm. or about like uh just relationships between like teen girls and teen boys mm-hmm. and I think it has a lot of like funny and uh truthful
0: things to say yeah it has a lot of good one-liners for They're sure really. like a lot
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so would you rather hang out with Bridget and Ginger or Justine and Alex? Bridget and Ginger. Yeah, me too. 100%. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I feel like Bridget and Ginger probably love horror movies. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a little meta in that way too, that they're, um, like obsessed with gore to start with, or like, they seem like horror fans. Yeah. Yeah. They just seem a little more fun uh, than Justine and Alex got too many fucked up things.
0: Yeah, well, and Justine's just like a brat too. She's just like, she's like, don't cheat on my test, and she's like the oh, top yeah. student, and it's oh, just like,
1: yeah. she's she's just I like, know.
0: and also those parties look like shit. They look like torture. I would die so I would definitely. Die. Or when they all, have, oh, when they all have paint all over each other. and Oh in, in raw. my god! I was like, how do you no even kiss someone? How do you make yeah, out? Like, how do you have sex when you're covered in paint like that?
1: Yeah. Oh, no. The East UTIs. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. 100%.
0: Bridget and Ginger. Yeah.
1: Fun, morbid girl. I'd much rather, like, out take
0: creepy pictures with Bridget and Ginger and, like, be in the woods with costumes and shit <laughs> than at this, like, rapey party with Justine and Alex. Those
1: parties are so scary. Yeah. That was the scariest part of Raw is how stressed out I was imagining myself, yeah. like, almost naked. Forced in the middle of the night to attend one of these parties. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. So sweaty. Probably not wearing shoes. Oh, God. A random dog in the room that I would be worried about the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I I love Ginger Snaps. I would rate it a 9 out of 10. I think it does everything I want from a horror movie. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. You give us your rating, and then I'm going to read someone who doesn't think it's a 9 out of 10.
0: Okay. So, I would... Um, I would rate it this, uh, I would rate it the same as Raw, eight and a half. I just, I love both of these movies. I feel like it will be very yeah. hard for me to get to a nine. I'm, like, yeah. reserving that for, like, I don't We've know We've been
1: inconsistent with rating, but I don't know if we, either of us have done it yet. For rating? Yeah. yeah, you and I. We've rated other in movies. In the podcast. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Yes, have. but not all of them. I feel not right. all I feel of like them. we didn't rate we'll the
0: your stuff. We can go back yeah, and throw it in, in there. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, or not—it doesn't matter. We'll be consistent from now on, guys. We promise.
1: <laughs> we will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: I was perusing IMDb for um, one-star reviews for both of these movies. The one-star reviews for Raw weren't that funny. They were like, there was one pretty funny one where this person was like, "This movie advocates for cannibalism. It's shown as a, like an easy natural thing." And I was like, "It doesn't really. It definitely like humanizes." the two cannibals in the movie but i don't think it advocates for cannibalism (laughs) at all it's like if you want
0: it's like be a cannibal pro (laughs) that's
1: so funny (laughs) yeah it was very funny and i think like i read an interview with the director she was like i just wanted to humanize cannibals but yeah all right i
0: think that's good too Um, she wanted to like point out the that humanity is very varied like humanity doesn't just mean that you're like a good person and you have good values it also means that like there is an evil side to humanity.
1: <laughs> yeah, or also I think like the cannibalism in that movie is used to show that like there like there are many different norms that we have to adhere to like to live in a group.
0: Um, yeah, for sure. Like they
1: talk about the fucking the monkeys yeah. and other stuff with animals and it's just like another norm that is tested. Mm-hmm. But anyway, here's there are far more funny one star reviews in Gender Snaps. By people being like, I wanted a horror movie about werewolves. This wasn't scary. That's so it's stupid. It's teenage girl talk. So this is a one-star review from a guy. I'm assuming it's a guy named Lord Zed from November 2006. <laughs> the review title is "Werewolves Don't Work Like That." <laughs> Quote: Where to begin? How about characters? Bee and Ginger are deranged little lunatics and should've locked up years ago because of their sick obsession with death. Also, Ginger's mother wasn't very supportive. The whole film has an unlikable gothic feeling, and I don't like it. (laughs) Here's a fact of life about werewolves. They are normal until the night of the full moon. Werewolves don't change over the course of the days leading to the full moon. I mean, if this was true, then there would be hard evidence proving the existence of werewolves by now. Finn. Okay. Um, it's a fact my, of life Bridget it's a fact of life okay <laughs> we would know about werewolves if they changed super slowly over many days uh, I also love that he says Ginger's mom wasn't very supportive because she's so supportive she is the most supportive she's, she's like her defining trait she's is like, that she is like fucking there
0: for her kids she's so like, I, she's like I'm gonna light the house on fire tonight me you Ginger yeah. forget dad we're going away it'll be fun <laughs> Yes,
1: she's so supportive. Why, did you actually, watch this movie? He probably was just, like,
0: uh, consumed by the inaccuracies about werewolf mythology. I but guess, like, I, uh, I, but, uh, sorry, as we were talking about the mom, I just want to add one last thing to, about her, which I thought was, like, really heartbreaking. When she's talking about what happened, she's like, she's like, it's all my fault, and she says, yeah. she says, he'll, she, when she's saying, we'll just leave the dad behind she says mm-hmm. he'll just blame me they all will yeah and i was like oh, fuck yeah. so sad i was like so mom is so true yeah though. i was like moms are just like fucking heroes they take they all the shit from us shitty kids they don't yep. deserve us they deserve
1: you know what? we should watch we need to talk about kevin Hell yeah! I love that movie! Oh my god, we should watch it. I love that movie too. You should read the book. It's totally fucked I up. I should. I should. It's so fucked up. I remember reading it and being like, I can never be a mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh, So good. Yes. I mean, we've done a sister episode. We will definitely do a mom episode mm-hmm. in Maybe the future. Should I watch Hereditary?
0: And then we could do that with We Need to Talk About Kevin?
1: Would that be? We could do that with We Need to Talk About Kevin because I feel like those are good mom movies because there's also like a host of Pregnancy related horror movies that okay. are their own thing. You okay. Know, like different than straight up mom movies. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. might be a good combo. Okay. Or
0: Babadook in one of those movies, yeah. also a good mom movie. That could also be good um, for like, well, I mean, there's so many mom movies. So I'm home alone this weekend, and last,
1: or two nights ago, uh, Friday night, I mainlined all of Glow Season 2. <gasps> I loved Glow Season 1. Um, it came out last summer around the same time as Wonder Woman. And I feel like all of these women went to go see Wonder Woman and had these really great cathartic emotional experiences watching it. I did not have one watching Wonder Woman. Uh, Like I heard women cried during the action scenes in Wonder Woman, Mm -hmm. but Glow affected me much in the same way where for some reason watching these women wrestle and like do these like action stuff or just be athletic kind of and be celebrated for their athleticism, Mm -hmm. like really, really moved me. And I finished the second season I loved it. I almost thought it was an a improvement on the first season. It's, to me, just such a fun and funny and powerful show about a multitude of women, and um, I love it. It's great. And I also love cheesy 80s stuff, so yeah. chef kiss
0: emoji. I'm very excited thing? to watch the second season. I really like the first one, too. Um, ah, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> My, I guess... What I've been kind of doing, I've been binging Parts Unknown on Netflix. I, oh, I nice. Yeah, I, well, I think, like, no other celebrity death has, like, really affected me, I feel like, besides this one. I, it's, like, the first one that, like, I felt like I... Like I've never read any other celebrity's book, but I read Anthony Bourdain's, yeah. which is weird. I don't know. Like I just Did you read Kitchen Confidential? Yeah. And when I did, I was like I was like I really liked his shows, and then I read Kitchen Confidential and I was like this guy's an asshole. <laughs> and then um he just really kind of like grew out of his kind of New York bad boy persona, persona that he was yeah. in Kitchen Confidential um and he kind of like he was like yeah i was kind of a dick like (laughs) and he'll say that he'll be like this he was like i wrote this like ridiculous book but it blew up and now i'm here Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just been kind of like cathartic to watch all right so this is chick flicks podcast you can follow us at ChickFlixPod on Instagram and Twitter and check out our website, chickflixpodcast.com. Email us, chickflixpodcast at gmail. Wait, what did I say? <laughs> I have no idea. We're chickflixpodcast at
1: gmail.com, correct. Okay. Fuck. We just have to re record all of these. So, yeah. no sweat.
0: <laughs> It was right. a good try. Um,
1: okay. We need, or- a- we need our own stay sexy slash see you on the
0: internet. It'll come to us eventually. Yeah. Bye, Bridget. Goodbye, Mackenzie! <laughs>